Hey, it's your pal Mike from Sly Flourish, here with another episode of Sly Flourish's Lazy DM Prep. This is a weekly show shot 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Times on Twitch, in which I go through steps from Return of the Lazy Dungeon Master while preparing for my Sunday D&D game. In this case, I am running the Wizards of the Coast published hardcover campaign adventure, Rime of the Frost Maven. This show, like all of the work of Sly Flourish, is brought to you by the patrons of Sly Flourish. If you want to help support the work that I do here on this show, help support all the equipment and bandwidth costs, lots of various expenses uh, that I have to keep the Sly Flourish empire going, uh, you can do so by, go by going to patreon.com slash slyflourish and becoming a patron. The links are all down in the show notes below. Uh, it's a big help for those of you who are supporters of the show. Thank you very much. Supporters get access to a lot of interesting things, uh, two uh, exclusive adventures that are only available there. They also get access to Sly Flourish's Uncovered Secrets, uh, which is a whole bunch of uh, rules, D&D uh, rules supplements to make it easier to run 5th edition. Uh, and also Sly Flourish's Adventure Generators, which are a whole bunch of thematic generators to help you build adventures around a particular theme, like Raiders of the Lost Ark or Aliens or Apocalypse Now and things like that. Uh, so thank for those of you who are supporting the show, thank you very much. So yes, we are playing Rhyme of the Frost Maiden. Um, I've got lots of interesting thoughts and, and mistakes that I have made that I think will be useful that I would like to share today. Um, but we will, we will get into those, but let me start by getting, uh, my notes together. So, and talking about what happened in last session's game. Uh, so let me, we'll generate a session planning template. Do, 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 do. Session notes template. And it is 7 March, 2021, uh, Sunday frost maiden. So yes, let's go back to the notes from last session and let's review what happened. A lot of people say like, I wanna know, I know how you prep for your game, but I wanna know how it manifests. Most of the time people are asking me to stream the game. I'm not gonna be streaming my games, I'm sorry. But um, I can certainly go back and talk about it. So uh, I started with something that I have done before, which was they be, they, they had just finished, uh, the foaming mugs quest in Bryn Shander. And they had selected the next quest, which was to go to Goodmead and figure out where the mead went and what happened down there. Uh, it started off one of the one of the 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 fronts that I'm pushing forward is the cult of Oral. Uh, the children of Oral they're known. No one ever calls themselves a cult. Uh, they call themselves the children of Oral. And the children of Oral are in all of the ten towns, right? They exist in all of the ten towns. And they are um they uh, have managed to convince the populace that they need to make sacrifices to Oral. So I'm doing this because I, I, I was bothered by the fact that the town speakers would be behind the sacrifices that are being made. I thought that was, that was too grim for me. It wasn't something I was really interested in. I thought it made the whole place kind of, you know, like the characters aren't going to want to work to help the town speakers because the town speakers are murdering people, right? Like that bothered me. So Instead, I have the town speakers are sort of helpless to prevent the sacrifices that are being uh, coordinated by the children of Oral and agreed upon by the populace because they're afraid, right? I thought that was a more interesting angle on that. So I have this front of the, the, the cult of Oral, and I want to have that manifest. So I have a guy named Brother Styles. Brother Styles is in the like the WWF style. He's the like the toady of the main bad guy or one of the bad guys. And he comes in and says a bunch of stuff and you don't hate brother styles and he never hurts anybody or does anything, but he's an obnoxious ass. Right. And he comes bursting into the bar and he's talking about 
this being out there called the Grey Walker or Brother Blue or Winter's Touch or the Walking Dude, and that he sees betrayal. He sees people's betrayal with her eyes and and brings them to justice with his icy with his icy touch. Right. So he's describing um, the murderer. He's describing. Sefik Kaltro, who's actually committing these murders. The interesting thing is Sefik Kaltro, the murderer, is not a member of the Children of Oral. He is an independent follower of Oral on his own. He's sort of manifested by Oral. He probably has an interesting backstory. So I wanted to like throw out ideas about, you know, that there's this being out there who's murdering people. And that way, as they're seeing dead people, they go, oh my God, this is all the same guy. And they can start to figure out like who's doing it and how's that, how's that trail working, right? And have a bit of a murder mystery as regards to Cold Blooded Killer. Uh, which is one of the quests that can occur in any of the 10 towns. So he came in, he talked a bunch of stuff. He got, you know, he, and he pointed at one of the characters that I know that you betrayed because um, one of our characters, uh, let me see, I should bring up my, bring this up in a new tab. Uh, one of the characters, uh, Ilda, um, avoided the uh, avoided the lottery. She managed to survive. She she was going to be in the lottery and was not. So that means Sefik is coming for her. Sefik knows, right? So that's pretty cool. Uh, so then they traveled to Goodmead. Uh, they made their way cross country, if I recall. Uh, they ran into a uh, the location and they they had a fight. Who did they fight? I'm trying to remember. Um, Oh yeah, they had the griffin fight. So they 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 battled a griffin along the way. They saw a pillar that was being used as a conduit of magical energy over the town. I.e., it's a it's a pillar being used by the um, um, the arcane brotherhood to do scrying across the entire town, right? And so they found this arcane amplification obelisk of the arcane brotherhood, and they fought a griffin along the way. And they saw that the griffin and they captured a griffin egg, and the griffin egg uh, was picked up by. Uh, this is a thread. Uh, I should probably keep track of this. Uh, Shadowhawk uh, picked up the griffin egg, right? Um, so I should add this. Uh, has the griffin, the infested, uh, has the infested griffin egg that lets him cast detect thoughts once a day. Um, and I think what we're going to do is every time he takes a long rest, uh, the egg comes closer to hatching. Um, so maybe it's like, uh, the, we, we could roll essentially a DC, right? And the DC starts off with two. Uh, of two plus one per day. It's a straight roll, right? And then I'll, I'll roll and then eventually I'll hit it. And that means the egg hatches and he'll wake up one day and the egg will have hatched and there's nothing in it. And he's like, what happened? And that's because it went in him because he's infested by a mind flayer tadpole. Um, So uh, that was a fun thing that happened. Um, it's also kind of fun because he's always the first guy to grab a um, magic item, and he did. And now it's gonna he's gonna pay for that. I'm mean. Um, so that happened. Uh, then they made it to Goodmead, and they um, they dealt with the they had a, they actually had a, a fight with the 
children of Oral in Goodmead who are harassing people and nearly killed one of them. And then they went away. So now the children of Oral really don't like, uh, will there be visible signs of the egg progress? I don't think so. I'm going to be mean. Like he knows it's something and it is an egg, but I don't, you know, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'm railroading, but I like the idea that he'll be infested by my player. He won't like it. He's the same guy who uh, got killed by Bodax and uh, uh, has had head ripped off by Vargul. So why not keep following along that 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 uh, that trend? Um, speaker was murdered. The, murder, the meat of good meat was stolen by a giant. They found the murder. They know that the same murderer. This is probably a good secret for our next session. So let's go to our current uh, sessions notes. Uh, and one of the secrets and clues that I want to make sure is sometimes you want to make sure you reinforce a clue. Um, Speaker Goodmead was killed by the same um, who murdered the people in Bryn Shander, Dugan's Hole and other places. Um, so they found out that Topeka was murdered. They talked to, oh, they immediately uh, were picked up by, um, uh, I gotta pull up my notes. Da, da, da. Let's see, I got this. I can go to my Frost Maiden and DD Beyond and we go to Goodmead. So there's two town speakers vying for power in Goodmead. Uh, one of them is named Shandar Froth. Shandar Froth tried to make friends with the characters right away, and they instantly were like, I don't like this guy. And meanwhile, Olavesa uh, Untapur uh, is, is like, keeping an eye on them because uh, she doesn't like, she knows that Shandar is working them. So there's this balance in there. Shandar also has a secret connection to the, the Zinterim. Um. So, uh, you know, so that can be, uh, let's see, Shandar, this could be a good secret. I think, I think I have a, do I have a, uh, a card for Shandar? If I don't, and it doesn't look like it, I do. Okay. Shandar Froth was placed in good mead by the Zinterim who watch over him and blackmail and blackmail him for his influence over the town. Um, I had fun with that with my other group, so I think we're gonna we're gonna have some fun with that here too. So uh, let's see. So they found that the speaker was murdered. They uh, met with the town folk. They traveled across the icy tundra and made their way to the front door of, uh, and I'm trying to remember if they had another um, random encounter along the way. Uh, they, I don't, they, I don't think they did. I don't think that they had a, um, I don't think they had another encounter on the way. So that the game ended with them uh, at the um, gateway here uh, at the gateway to the Verbi glare. 
So uh, let's see. Mr. Flow says, I love your stuff. Quick question. Can you export the notes from Notion to something else like Word or PDF? You can export it to HTML. You can do it to PDF. I found that HTML works the best because that way everything stays interlinked. You get this one direct local directory. Uh, you can do that. I think you can see that. If you go here and I go to, uh, can I, I can right click on it. Maybe here. I think I go here and it's up in this side. Yeah, yeah so let's close this. And there's an export, right? And you click on export and you can pick your version. I haven't tried PDF, uh, but I but HTML works well. Um, the, the, problem, the problem with printing the PDF is like all the interlinking you lose and the interlinking is what makes it really powerful. So that's why it's nice to have it in HTML, but you can do an HTML. And when I'm done with a campaign, I export it and set it aside in my own directories so that I have a nice... Uh, archive of a, of a campaign. So I do it every so often, not often probably as I should. Um, yeah, I don't know about exporting everything. To, yeah, and you can certainly export to PDF for a single page. You could, of course, just print to PDF. So, so that can work. Um, where were we? Uh, so I also, man, I gotta open up too many notes here. Too many notes. Uh, old session notes. I'm gonna, we're going to take a look at the ones we did on February 28th, right? And we're going to look at the secrets. So what secrets were revealed during the game? Torg's merchant caravan made its way from Dugan's Hall to Goodmead to Bryn Shander and is on its way to Targos and then Tourmaline. I don't think uh, that was exposed, uh, but I am going to stick it uh, in the new one. So I'm, 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 violating, I'm violating my own rules. Children of Warhouse cultists in nearly all of the ten towns. Yes, that was that was exposed. About half of the people are listening to the children. I think that was exposed. The town speakers worry about revolt. Should they act directly against the children? Yes, they're aware of that. The child, children's leader is Father Lake, who operates out of the House of the Triad in Brinchander. I don't think that that was uh, clear. So we're going to steal that. Good meat speaker Kendrick Rizzlebrow denounced the children and the sacrifice and ended up murdered. Yes, pe people loyal to Kendrick took the town's meat out of town so it wouldn't be plundered by cultists and then lost it to a giant, yes. The taverns all over 10 towns use this meat, yes. The t uh, 10 day ago, people saw a meteor strike through the sky, no. I did not do that one. Hunters have seen intelligent animals with glowing blue eyes out in the tundra. Some even say these animals speak, no. Uh, Guy's Grey Lion paid off Brother Lowell of the Children of Oral to remove his token from the, from the library. Uh, I don't think that that was, um, I don't think that came up. And I don't know that's, that's gonna be a secret for today. Um, so those, so as you can see, once again, of the 11 secrets I had or 10 secrets I had, uh, about six of them were revealed and four of them were not, no, five of them. So there were 11 secrets, five were not revealed again, showing that about half, you know, I do 10 secrets and about half of them get revealed. And that's totally cool. The question is, I don't know which half. So, uh, the strong start, uh, we have, um, gazing, uh, could something happen? Uh, so the, the current situation is they are sitting out front of the Furby glare, right? They're looking at it. Uh, could, you know, what could somebody, what, what, what could have happened? Could something happen? An avalanche or see something in the night sky? Um, you know, what could they witness something? Like you don't want to distract them from the job at hand, right? So... 
you know, I, and I want to give them an opportunity to kind of plan their entrance, but it's also kind of cool if something happens. Is there anything else that kind of ties to any of the other quests that are going on in this um, that could happen? A vision or, you know, the egg moves or the egg gives a vision of something. Um, ah, I have an idea. So we're going to do a vision. Um and we're going to go dig into Volo's Guide. So we'll go to Sources. We go to source books, We go to Volo's Guide. And we're going to look at um, mind f uh, the section on Mind Flayers. Right? And how do they create an Elder Brain? Right? Don't they, they, they drop a the Elder Brain? Mind Flayers use telepathy to communicate to each other, blah, blah, blah. Uh, former network of minds, each way, blah, 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 blah. Elder Brain, the most powerful member of Mind Flayer Colony. Just as Mind Flayer Street throughout the single Mind Flayer Colony, Caesar hears something, the Elder Brain. Um, something that uh, limits the colony's reach. Uh, how is an Elder Brain? See Chapter 3 for more information on Elder Brains. Um... So, ugh. The elder brain. So there's there's something about how elder brains are created, right? Um, elder brain spa sprawls in a vat of vicious brine, touching on the thoughts of creatures near and far. Scrawls, uh. I thought there was a whole thing about how a, uh, an elder brain was created and that it's that same thing that like that weird creature. Um, somebody help me out and, and find out where the whole, um, the whole thing about the elder brain exists, about the creation of an elder brain. Cause there's that kind of creature that fails at, at it. Right. Um, What's that thing called? Uh, Sarah, Sarah something. Um, oh, I love that. Look, they're carrying the elder brain around. Um, Minnie's, uh, I thought there was a whole thing. There's a whole thing about the creation of a of an elder brain. Um, and I'm trying to remember what it was. And I want to get it right because I pl I think it's something I'm going to tug on. Um. There's tadpoles, nautiloid. No, those are the ships. Uh, there was a whole thing about, um, there's those giant like evil purple worm creatures. Ceramorph, let's take a look at that. I think you might be right. Is the Ceramorph a, um, 
Um, no, it's, it's a creature that's in Volo's Guide. And it's a giant worm-like thing that's an elder brain that never actually got to turn into a brain. It's really pretty wild. Uh, let's see if it's under C. If not, we're going to have to look by. So I, I think I'm going to definitely drop a lot of Mind Flayer stuff into this, uh, into my game here. Um, damn it. I'm terrible at this. And this is going to make the most boring podcast in the world. For people listening to podcasts, I'm sorry. I'm getting, I'm getting obsessed. Uh, all right. I'm going to look it up afterwards because obviously I'm having a terrible time finding it. So um, uh, Shadow. Uh, Shadowhawk receives a vision of hooded figures surrounding an obsidian pool. One of them drops a tiny worm-like thing into the center of the pool. Um, he's not your problem, of course, found it. As soon as I gave up, he's not your problem comes with the answer. Uh, was that a... Uh, a tadpole from an elder brain's brine pool transforms an individual into an ultra. No, but there's a big worm thing. Um, Chunky Bananas says it's a neothalid. Yeah, there we go. Look at that thing, right? So a slime-covered worm of immense size, Neothalid, is the result of, of the Mind Flayer reproductive cycle gone horribly wrong. On rare occasions, the Illithid colony collapses, typically after external assault, and the Elder Brain is killed. When that happens, the colony's tadpoles are suddenly freed from their fate. They are no longer served as food and, are, and in turn are no longer fed by their caretakers. Driven by hunger, they turn and devour one another. Only one tadpole survives out of thousands, and it emerges in Neothalid. Uh, that's pretty cool. Um, I thought there was something special. Is there like a, like, how did, how does the, how, who becomes the elder brain? Like which one of the tadpoles becomes the elder brain? I guess is my question. That's what I need to figure out. Cause I want to, I want to show that here. Um, uh, Shadowhawk turns and sees a cranium rat staring at it. So <clears throat> we're going to start with a vision. I know. I'm sorry. This is a long ass, long ass time to get here. We're going to start with a vision of Shadowhawk is going to suddenly his mind is going to kind of twist and he's going to have this vision of this dark underground chamber of like organic walls, right? The walls look like these crazy organic alien H.R. Giger style walls. And there's an obsidian pool that looks like the pool was formed out of the rock. And there's like 12 figures surrounding it with hoods and the high collars right and they're like the hoods are kind of moving and swarming and one of them with long fingers reaches out there's this black pool of oily liquid and uh it reaches out and there's this like squirming tadpole thing and it drops the tadpole into the center which plops and begins to swim around through this oily liquid and he kind of pulls back and all of them nod their heads and we will uh that that will be the end of the vision and they'll wake up and they'll look and there's a rat staring at him the rat's head is caved open and its brain is sticking out 
and the rat's eyes are moving back and forth and there's like this psychic hum uh, coming out of it. And if they leave it, the rat runs away. If they kill it, they kill it. <laughs> so that'd be fun. So, um, so scenes, Shadowhawk's vision, and then plan the recovery of the mead. Um, and then it's uh, infiltrate the verbiglare, uh, escape, return to good mead, and then um, new quests. So they still have, they will have done. They still have two other quests. Choose the next quest. Uh, so um, let's talk about my mistakes. Who doesn't want to, who, who wouldn't want to hear? Uh, oh man, I'm out of coffee. That sucks. Uh, who wouldn't want to hear about my mistakes? Um, when I originally read the adventure for Rhyme and the Frostmaiden, uh, I was bothered by the fact that there were like 10 quests for one for every town and two other quests that could be done anywhere and no real, no real way to understand which quests we should put in front of the characters at any given time. And I felt like the quest system in Dragon of Ice Spire Peak was superior and that I wanted to do it that way. So what I had done is I came up with my own quest outline where I said, here are the starting quests that the characters get. And then I had tiers, tier one quest, three of them, tier two quest, three of them, tier three quest, three of them. And that covered all, basically all of the quests in 10 towns were broken down into these four tiers, starting tier one, tier two, tier three. And my thought was every time they do two of them, the third one would go away and then they'd get three new quests. Uh, what I discovered is that because the characters are traveling to the 10 towns, it makes more sense that they would go to a town and then hear about the quests that are occurring in adjacent towns. So instead of having this rigid like tiers, it almost makes more sense that when you, that, you know, the, the, I think the way I would recommend running it now that I've done it twice um, and did it not this way twice is I would start them at Bryn Shander. I like Bryn Shander as a starting city. It's a great way to start. I think I would start with Foaming Mugs. I think that's a great starter quest. I would start with the hints of Cold Hearted Killer. I didn't really like the Nature Spirits quest. Like it's fine and you can give it, but it's kind of, it's I, I, like I'm not doing it from this group and it's fine because it's not a great quest. Uh, it's like, go find a Chewinga. Um, so uh, I, I think, did I have them meet a Chewinga? I think I had them meet a Chewinga. And they got blessed by the Twinga was something else that happened in the last sessions game too. So they saw it, but the, the, the nature spirits quest is not really that it's not really that interesting. Um, and the cold hearted, cold hearted killer quest can be expanded into a longer multi-level hunt, right? Which is what I'm doing. So start them with foaming mugs. And then what are the towns? Let's go to, um, let's see. Uh, bink, bink. And we'll go to the maps of Icewind Dale. So if we start in Bryn Shander, and we go to, if we look at Bryn Shander, so then the, the next missions that they could pick up that are nearby 
uh, are, um, so I, I think you could start. So I think Bremen, Bremen is the, um, the monster, right? So uh, good meat is a good quest. Dugan's Hall is a good quest. And Bremen, I think was the other quest that I, that I offered. I think those are the three. Um, yeah. So those, I, I, I like starting off. If you, you, you give him cold hearted killer. And then you give them these next three quests, Lake Monster, Hold Up, and Mead Must Flow. Then once they've completed the quest, like they went down to Good Mead, right? And they learned about that one. Then they can pick up the quest that's adjacent to Good Mead, uh, which is... So they already know about the Dugan's Hull quest. So you can now do East Haven and Sierra Dineval's quest. You could offer up two other quests that are in the other direction. I might do just East Haven, right? Because they have good mean, they have East Haven. I might not give the Sierra Dinval and Sierra Koenig quests yet because uh, I think those are pretty big ones. Um, uh, East Haven is which one? Uh, Toil and Trouble. So that one's an interesting one, right? The Toil and Trouble the toil and trouble one is the one where they go against hags and stuff like that. So I, I move those down to the tier three, which makes sense because Sierra Dinval, Sierra Koenig, and East Haven are all connected to good mead. Um, uh, so I think my, my point is that instead of locking them into certain tiers, I would let them, I would basically just make sure that they have about three quests at any given time in their queue and they can pick whichever ones they want to do. And then each time they do a quest, you replace it with a new rumor from another town. Right. And that, that, that eventually you can sort of open them all up and it can make, you want to generally give them the quest for the, for an adjacent town. Right. So in this case, I'd give the toil and trouble quest. Uh, I might open that one up. Um, so if we go to the contents and we go to 10 towns and they have the, they have the rumors, right? There's a quest rumor one and the one in, um, uh, East Haven has the worst quest too. Uh, I like, you know, who I hear the captain of the guard is looking for adventures to help with another task that may or may not be related. You know, who doesn't want that job, right? Oh, we need, we have you for a task to do what? I don't know. You got to go travel to go find out. So I think what we have to do is look at what East Haven's thing was. And I think it was that people got, people went missing along the shore, um, Right, that was a weird. That was a weird description for that quest. It really ought to be rewritten. Um, and if we go down to the quest uh, in here in East Haven, toil and trouble uh, begins at the same time as the burning of Red, Red Wizard Design, who described in the Arcane Brotherhood. Blah 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 blah. blah. Um, the captain of East Haven's militia, uh, Imdra uh, uh, Arlagoth takes notes of the characters. Uh, some fishers have gone missing on Lake Dinashire, and she wants the characters to take a boat and search for them. She knows where the fishers like to fish and urges the characters to search that part of the lake first. If they uh, heed and merit, they find adventurous fishing will pull to the ice within a short walking distance from the frozen, uh, a frozen cave previously hidden under snow and ice, right? So that's the real quest, is that... Um, uh, you know, so I think we're going to drop that new quest on them on top of the ones that they've got. So, uh, choose the next quest. Um, weird monster at, uh, what town was that? 
these are the two that they've already received, uh, Bremen, right? Um, uh, they know about uh, wolves kidnapped children in Dugan's Hall and uh, fisher folk are missing in uh, da, 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 East Haven. So those are the, th the next quests that they've got, right? So I think you, you can run Rhyme pretty straightforward from this idea that they do a quest, they learn about other quests, they choose a quest, they go do a quest, they learn about more quests. And you do that throughout chapter two. And then my thing is that like they essentially have to do they, they level up right away. Um, they, they level up right away after doing their first quest. So they're already second level. They get to third level by the time they've done three quests. So in my case, they've done one. They have to do two more before they get to third level. Then, uh, and then at that point, they have to do four quests to hit fourth level. And that means you will have done eight. I think that's eight quests thereabout of the of eight of the 10, 10 towns quests before they hit fourth level. And at that point, it's ready to get into chapter two. Right, so that way you're doing most of the quests, right? There's, they can skip a couple, and they get to choose sort of which ones they want to skip. So that's kind of a nice way to go, and that and that has worked pretty well. I think so far that's worked well. So I'm not sticking to the tiers so much as it's like they can do the quest in any order, and then they'll learn about new quests. So once they finish the east, let's say they go to East Haven and they do that quest, then they'll learn about the Caradineval quest because that one's the neighboring town. So that way they're still not they're not jumping all over the place, right? Uh, if they decide to go back to Bryn Shander, they might learn about other adjacent quests in Bryn Shander, like uh, Moose Jaws or um, the Lost Expedition to Kelvin's Karn in Targos, right? And now they got a couple others. Now, I guess Moose Jaws is in Lonelywood. Um, but eventually they'll learn all the quests and then they can, like, their, their quest log will get big and they could go, which ones these do we want to do? And they know that, you know, they have to do six of them or whatever before they get to the fourth level. So that all works out. And motivation-wise, if you recall from Session Zero, we made sure that the motivation of the characters was to help the people of Ten Towns uh, survive the Endless Night. And all of these quests are helping with that. Like helping the people of Ten Towns is what they're about, and that's what they're doing. So that works well. Um, so I've got my scenes laid out, and this is certainly good enough for the session. I don't, I don't think my session is going to go longer than this. Um, so what other secrets do we want to drop in here? Uh, the standing stones of, um, Dugan's Hall, uh, have been there longer than anyone remembers. Um, a strange old elf hangs out there sometimes can be seen there sometimes that's a fun one um an ancient cult worshipped an elder evil known as throne at the standing stones so what's that about? Uh, if you go to Dugan's Hole, uh, you will notice that, uh, let's see, let's go to Dugan's Hole. Da, 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 Dugan's Hole. 
and go to uh whoops go to yeah so there's these 20 stones of thrun t-h-r-u-u-n if you go google about thrun there was a monster called thrun in fourth edition times but i'm going to change that around and i went and dug up the uh elder evils book from the 3.5 edition and i looked and there's a um uh there is an elder evil in there called father lack is it and i'm i'm screwing that up uh hang on let's go look at my frost maiden npcs because i threw them in here uh so there's thrun and then i have a creepy father limic uh the collar of thrun so if you look in elder evils there's a elder evil called Father Limac. I'm changing things around a little bit. I'm making Father Limac. This is a great picture, by the way. I, I, uh, this is from, uh, this picture is from Elder Evils, right? And it's like, hey, look, it's an eclipse sun in the ice and a crazy elf who with sharp teeth and some dude's hand. I don't know what that's about. Um, but I was like, that's a great picture. Like that, that dude's creepy, right? And Thrun is like this, you know, imprisoned creature in the ice. And I'm like, imprisoned creature in the ice? Hey, we're in Frost Maiden. Like, what if there's something even worse than Oral out there? Right? So, Father Limac. Um, let's see. A strange old elf named Father. It's two fathers Father Lake and Father Limac. That's going to be confusing. Can be seen there sometimes. An ancient cult worshiping an elder evil known as Thrun at the Standing Stones. Thrun is supposedly trapped in an icy prison. What would be the best way to nudge players into finding out about secrets and clues without saying the actual secret and clue? If they, so there's no problem reading it out. Like this is mostly to get your head around these ideas. And then you describe it however it makes sense in the game. But you got a general idea. So you know, they go to the standing stones. There's weird ancient glyphs on the stones. One of the characters touches it. They make a check. They take psychic damage, maybe not, but they get this vision and they get a vision. And then like an old elf shows up and the old elf is like, I'm father Limac, you know, like, you know, and you're like, oh, are you one of the members of the children of oral? And he's like, children of oral, pff, like they've been, you know, where were they 10 years ago? Like, you know, no, you know, you need to worship Thrun. And they're like, what the hell's Thrun? And are like, oh, don't worry about it. Just here's a brochure. I hate to say it, Holy Limp. The answer is wing it, right? Like the purpose of the secrets and clues is to have something substantial that you can drop in front of the players. But how you drop that in there is how you improvise, right? You just, uh, idea from DM Sam's Cult of Oral book is that the stones are being used by Oral for upcoming midwinter festival. Yeah, you could. I, I think I like the Thrun idea though. I don't like, um, I want to, you know, sometimes it's like, I want to throw like more cults than we can shake a stick at right and the idea that there's a, a cult of thrun as well and maybe there's a connection between the cult of thrun and the cult of oral maybe the cult of maybe the children of oral aren't worshiping oral at all they're actually worshiping thrun and don't realize it how's that for crazy right and father limac is actually like the real one um yeah my go-to is cultists i love cultists they're my favorite they're like my favorite bad guys um, all right. So what other secrets do we have? Oh, uh, a strange, a meteor soared across the sky to the south a few, uh, ab about a 10 day ago. Um, 
Weird metal debris. I'm going to make it. It should be more than a few 10 day ago. I don't know. Because, like, if the mind flayers are already creating a brine pool, it might take some time. Weird metal debris has been found uh, strewn. I don't know how to spell strewn. Across the southern. Around the southern mountain range. Um, this is you know, so this stuff comes up in this adventure um, in 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 the uh, the other verbig that's coming to court. Doug Doug is the verbig that's there, and there's another verbig that uh, is coming to say hello, and she's bringing a big basket of weird uh, broken parts with her. And those broken parts are actually part of an of a mind flayer ship. So that could be pretty cool. I'm going to say a few 10 days ago. It's been a while. Um, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Uh, two more secrets. Uh, so we probably want to throw some Cephic Caltro secrets in there. Um, we have a Torg merchant caravan made its way. Let's see. There have been... So... There have been multiple murders of those who have um, not sacrificed to Oral. And we need to have a timeline here. Um, so Tor, I think, let's see, we talked about, let's see, Tor's Merchant Grant went away to Dugan's Hall to Goodmead. So let's see. Let's backtrack the timeline because this is where you, you know, this is where some work comes in with the murder mystery thing. You actually have to have logical, a logical progression path for the murder. So let's say that Torgs, um, uh, and, and we'll backtrack, right? We got to figure out the amount of time it takes. You kind of assume a day's travel between all these locations. So let's say it started in, it last started in Sierra Koenig and went from Koenig to Denival to East Haven to Goodmead, to Dugan's Hole, back to Goodmead, to Bryn Shander, to Targos, to Tourmaline, right? So that's where, I guess, it's probably hitting the big cities. So let's see, do, let's see, starting in East Haven. No. Hmm. I think well, I guess we'll simplify things, right? So we'll start with they were in Dugan's Hole about a ten day ago. Then it was about five days ago when they were in Goodmead for a couple days. Three days ago they left Goodmead and went to Bryn Shander. They were in Bryn Shander around the same time that the characters were in Bryn Shander. Uh, then the caravan went to Targos after. So they are in Targos now while the characters are in Goodmead. And they're heading to Tourmaline. So the murders would have been Dugan's Hole, Goodmead, Bryn Shander, two in Bryn Shander, one in Targos, and then she's currently going after somebody in Tourmaline. Um, that's probably how the murders are going to go. So let's... Uh, so what did I say? So what we can do these in different orders. So um, Bryn Shander... At the time the characters are there. 
uh, Goodmead, um, three days earlier. Um, Dugan's Hall, about a 10 day ago. Uh, old man refused to, to turn out his fire. Um, good mead was uh, uh, the guy who who skipped the lottery. Uh, then what is Tar so Targos um, I think Targos probably did there so he probably didn't kill anybody in Targos um, would he have murdered anybody in Targos is there a good reason why um, Sephic Caltro would have murdered somebody in Targos uh, did somebody just buy their way another person bought their way out of the lottery Um, uh, how about the guy's name was called and he, and he packed up everything he had and fled and then was found murdered right outside. And then Tourmaline. Uh, we have, and I'm pulling this from the, my other game. Um, we have uh, Blanche. Blanche Northcloud refuses to turn out her fire. So Targos is present, right? Because it's happening the same time that the characters are doing what they're doing. And then this is, Termaline is going to be in about three days. Um, so the murders that they know about, uh, and we'll put these in order. So Dugan's Hole happened 10 days ago. Goodmead happened three days after that, or you know, three or four days after that. Um, Bryn Shander happened at the time that they were there two victims um, one who bought their way out of the lottery and one and the, and the priest who allowed it the child the the, the uh, That's three days back. Um, yeah, we're talking Golden Girls, Dorothy and Rose help protect Blanche. I think we'll have the Golden Girls in here. I think that'd be funny. So those are, uh, how many is that? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. So we'll put one more secret in here and I'm gonna put it above so I can keep my, my timeline going. Cause that, you know, the problem with murder mysteries, you have to have timelines and logic and reason. Murder mysteries are a pain in the ass, if you ask me. Um, so what else? Uh, what other, I need one more secret, one other cool thing. Is there anything from the um, 
like I've already got the quests, right? And I guess those are kind of like secrets. Um, public opinion of the of the of the children uh, could be swayed uh, with the right with the right propaganda. Mostly like, them, could they hire town criers and bards and things like that? It might be, so this could be an opportunity to introduce a bard, uh, an NPC bard. Uh, let's go to my quick links and let's go to NPCs. Let's come up with Bart, Bardolf is probably, Noah. I like the idea of Noah. Uh, so we're gonna have a bard named Noah. Uh, we need another name for him. Let's go back to my random name generators. No, that's not right. I don't want that. Names. Um, Bear Rock, Foxbrow, Blue Storm. Uh, I'd kind of like a Blue Harp. Let's go with Blue Harp. I lost my notes. Noah Blue Harp. Humorous, lawful, good Elvin Bard wearing a purple tunic. Uh, he is part of a consortium um, a consortium of minstrels I don't know how to spell minstrels known as what um, the silver, the silver carol, the silver choir. Um, the silver what? The silver song. That's good. Uh, willing to, um, steer the people of 10 towns away from um, the children of Oral for a price. Um, that gives an option for the characters. This is sort of a, a, a way to, to steer money. And, you know, the idea that there's like a traveling minstrel group uh, known as the Silver Song. Uh, and they sort of, they sing and they dance and they, you know, do things all across 10 towns. Um, and they, you know, unfortunately they need to live and they'll take money and making song takes money. They're not gonna do it for exposure. Uh, but they can start to steer people away. And it's probably like, how much, so how much would money would they need? What kind of costs are we talking about here? Um, so to start, he probably needs a 20 gold piece retainer uh, to get the process started. Uh, it's probably 20 gold pieces per town to uh, begin 
uh, you know, for a week of um, influence. Um, and how much would that sway them? You know, they could they could kind of see like you know, is it ten percent a week or twenty percent a week? Um, it's kind of the amount of money that they want to pay. How much is it? Ten gold pieces per percent of the town. So they have like a fifty. It's a fifty-fifty split now, right? Um, if it's a fifty-fifty split now. Uh, how much would it cost to influence it by 10%? 20 gold? It probably escalates, right? I don't know. I'll figure that out. I'll, I'll wing it. You know, it's not a fixed science. Anyway, so Noah Blue Harper is an NPC that we're gonna that we're gonna introduce, uh, who can help steer the people away from the church, from the from the children of Oral. Fantastic locations. Um, so we're going to, we know that we have the, um, um, the verbi glare, the verbi glare. And I don't think we necessarily need, cause they're going to go back the same path. So I don't think we need any other fantastic locations, uh, today. I think we're all set. Uh, NPCs, I don't think we need any NP, other NPCs. Monsters, we have verbigs. I don't need to worry about storing the monsters in here i don't know who they are but we have verbeegs and we have ogre and that's pretty much it uh treasure i think in the last session um i forgot something vital too we're gonna do it right at the end um which is i forgot to go over the characters i skipped right to the strong start so uh but we're gonna look at the last game because it was a magic item oh i think we're gonna do a pearl of power with a with a uh a tribal ghost uh, uh, with a barbarian warlord ghost attached. So that's set. So let's take a look. In the last few minutes uh, here, we're going to go back. I should have done this to begin with, which is look at the characters. We have six characters for our game today. We have Ilda. Ilda is a half-Goliath. Uh, I really need to fill out the rest of this stuff. I'm going to do that today. Right after this show, I'm going to do that. Um, so Ilda's a half-Goliath who has suddenly sort of found her size. Uh, her family uh, are both members of the Children of Oral. Uh, her real name is Jacqueline Mal Malicent. Uh, her parents are like the Malfoys. Uh, she was raised in the, as the, in the, with the, within the Children of Oral. Uh, but then managed to get away from them and spend some time with the Goliaths and learned about her barbarian, or not a barbarian, but her, um, yeah, her barbarian ways. Um, and uh, she's kind of awkward and quiet until she's pissed and then she explodes into violence. Um, she escaped the mark of sacrifice of Oral, which therefore she is hunted by um, Sephic Caltro. Uh, Auken Dawncaller. Uh, Auken is a member of the Worm Doom Crag uh, Goliaths, uh, had dreams about something massive under the ice, and would like to find this threat to his people. Uh, he is a, um, uh, a Goliath fighter. Uh, we have Shadowhawk. Shadowhawk is a drow sorcerer from Menzo Baranzen. Uh, 
I still need to think up like what family from Menzo Baranzen he is from, but he made a, he, he laughed at the wrong time and now is outcast from his race. Um, he has cold frozen skin and he carries the Griffin egg. He's going to be in all kinds of trouble. Gore, uh, when Alcazar, uh, is a secret member of the, um, uh, the secret great the, of the gray castles. Uh, he is a merchant who has traveled along the sword coast. And finally to hear Torgs is a rival group of his. Um, he has scrimshaw cufflinks and a boss cummerbund. Um, he is a, uh, I forget what he is. Uh, what class is he? He is a cleric. That's right. He's a trickster cleric, right? Um, uh, sort of a custom half-orc. Uh, we have Perrin Fat Rabbit. Uh, Perrin is a uh, halfling ranger. No, knows... Um, Friend of Ilda, uh, Ilda looks up to him a lot, uh, and is a prior, and you know she's a prior customer and protege of his. Um, mentor, mentor of Ilda, fellow merchant, paranoid though he's worried about things. Um, he has secrets. Uh, he has lazy dreams of being kidnapped by an alien race and then crashed down into the ice. So he was on that ship. If he if he saw it, you know. And then we have Candle in the Dark. Uh, Candle is uh, running, Tabaxi Rogue, running from the Zinterim, running from the Xanathar from Waterdeep and is hidden in 10 towns. Uh, pretty young. Um, and those are the characters. So lots of things. I definitely think we're going to tug on that Mind Flayer, uh, the Illithid angle, because I think that'll be a lot of fun. Um, and we'll, we'll let that sort of expand over time. Eventually, this campaign is going to sort of end up my own thing. Which is fine. That's how that's how it works best. So I think with that, let's take a last look at the notes and see how I feel. How do I feel? I feel fine. Like I know where I was starting. I got a fun, strong start. I know where we're going for this thing. I've got my quest set up for the next time. I've got a pile of secrets and clues. Uh, I feel good. I think we're all set. Uh, I get to, let's see, I can remove this stuff from it. Um, and we can remove this stuff from it. These are my scratch pad stuff. So we are all set. Uh, what else we got? Anything else? I think that is it. I think we're all done. So I think we're going to call it call it a day. Uh, I want to thank everybody for hanging out in Twitch today with me. It's always a great pleasure to talk to all you guys. I want to thank you if you're listening to the podcast. Sorry for all the dead air. I know that sucked. Um, well, I was thinking about Illithid stuff. And uh, we will see everybody next week and see how it goes and uh, see where we're going to head next in our next episode of uh, Rhyme of the Frostbane. So thank you all very much. Enjoy your day and get out there and play some D&D. &D.